Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters. Two pastors. One podcast. Here's what we're talking about today. Good morning. Good morning. Happy belated Father's Day. Well, thank you, but you did remember it yesterday. So oh, I know. Give yourself credit, so. <laughs> well, I wasn't implying that I forgot yeah. it. I no, was but just it was... wanting you to say something about it since you did well, your favorite blessings I on Father's did. Day. Yes, it was a wonderful Father's Day. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and so after church, you know, we came home and I heard from both girls, one in Germany, the other in France. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, really wonderful. And I think they had to stay up quite late to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. One stayed up till uh, about 11 o'clock and then the other was up at 12, but she's our night owl anyway. She was definitely so, going to be up anyways. Yeah. Yep. But still, it was I, I very much appreciated. It. it was great to hear them. And uh, a highlight for me, you know, a, a tradition I started, and we're only in the second year now, um, is the tradition of blessing my kids on Father's Day. And I know you think it's the cheesiest No, I thing know. And I just yes, remember the, the boys' reactions yesterday. I do not think it's that. It's very Jacobian. Jacobian. What does that mean? Well, of Jacob. Oh, okay. He blessed all 12 of his, yeah. and they were all special blessings. It they wasn't one. Blessings. It wasn't like, right. y'all were my sons, and actually you were horrible. <laughs> but, right. um, but he had a different blessing for each child, specialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to take a moment to take uh, to take each child aside by himself or herself, uh, and tell them why I was so proud of them this year and how I've you know I've noticed what they've been doing and the things I've seen in them. Okay. Uh, and then bless them for specific things in the upcoming year. Mm. So each one is different. Uh, each one is you know private for that person, and I was able to do that both with my girls overseas uh, and then with my boys. And I'll tell you what, even though the boys roll their eyes, my girls are so stupid. <laughs> no, they don't say it's stupid. Well, You're, that's the impression pretty, they get. No, right. no, they laugh and they roll their eyes, but they wait there patiently for their turn. You can tell they don't. They, yeah, they, they do. like and it. it really yes. touches they do them. not it say it's really, stupid. It really mm-hmm. touches them. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that you know, long term, this will be one of the things they remember. That you know, short term, if they can remember, wow, you know, Dad has been watching me and notices mm-hmm. and is praying for me. But then long term, you know, 15, 20 years down the road, I hope they remember, you know, my dad and every Father's Day, he'd give me a blessing and he'd spoke these words over me because mm-hmm. I'm not going to be here for always. You know, there will be a time when I'm gone. And this is one of those things I want them to remember about mm-hmm. me is that I spoke words of blessing on them. Good. Well, now that you're running, you're really going to be here forever. Oh, uh, yeah. I wouldn't really call it running. It's kind of <laughs> sort of a, well, it is Texas uh, a in fast lope. June. Okay. Yeah. But now with the girls, were you on FaceTime? Were you seeing their faces or was it a audio I was, call? yeah. It was uh, the WhatsApp call. Yeah, so the video call. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, the, the girls, you know, they, they teared up, which is Aww. wonderful. Even Ellie? Even Ellie, Aww. yeah. Uh, and the boys, they're, you know, their eyes brighten. They wouldn't yes. tear up. But no. you could tell that it really, it yes. really affected them. So. Okay, very good. Yes. So. And I just sit there with the rest of them at the table waiting patiently for their turn. I know, yes. <laughs> oh, and then finally, and we'll move on from Father's Day. Finally, you got a record player. I did, yes. Yeah, so the, the kids surprised me. And, uh, well, they, Sam surprised Sam you. surprised me, and he got me a, a record player, like, you know, an LP player. And then he went to the thrift store and he got a bunch of albums for 45 cents each. I think one was Bing Crosby. Yes, one of your favorites. And the other's an old Johnny Cash or something like Mm -hmm. that. But it was great because the kids have never seen a record player before. So they were so fascinated. They were so fascinated. Wow, there's there's two sides on these albums? Wow. (laughs) And they just, they they had fascinated with how the machine worked and that the needle comes and hits the record. They're still fascinated. Matthew's still doing it. But yeah, I kind of forgotten a lot of the the technology of the record player too because you know mm-hmm. we didn't our parents had records and mm-hmm. we slow short we sort of did but then we quickly had cassettes and yeah. cds yeah we were more the cassettes yeah and we the didn't cassettes i never bought a record yeah. yeah yeah i i had a couple records but yeah yeah uh but but anyway so it was really cute and then my hope today is to uh 
uh, after this podcast and uh, lunch to go to the thrift stores and see if I can find some good Beatles albums. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Oh, that would be no. awesome. Oh, boy. So. Okay. Well, anyways, let us move right along. Okay. So um, we are discussing Psalm 8. This is the first of the Psalms in the six Psalms of the summer. Uh series. Yep. And if you're in my class, then you've been already, probably have already done most of the homework because we really encourage you to start it early since we're asking you to memorize. Uh, or if you're following along and I've sent you the homework, um, if you're a podcast listener and you also are getting the homework, then you probably have spent a lot of time already in Psalm 8. Mm-hmm. So why don't we first, shall we attempt to say it by memory? Shall we lead by example? Sure. Okay, now are you doing ESV? Our words might be a tiny bit different. Yeah, words will be different. Okay, yep. but we'll, so we will try not to trip each other up. Sure. Okay, all right, ready? Yep. Okay, Lord our Lord. Aren't you going to do it with me? Oh, no, I don't know. Okay, sure. Okay, let's do it together. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Okay, ready? I thought we were going back and forth no. or something. No, let's do it together. Okay. All right. Okay, Lord, Lord our, our creator, Lord. How excellent How majestic. Oh, we're not going to be able to do this. Yours is creator? <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, my ladies are doing the NIV, so I'm going to okay. have to do that one. Okay. Okay, so, but you can help me if I trip up. Sure. Okay, Lord our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the heavens. Mm-hmm. I'm already tripping up. Don't 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 help me out. How majestic is your name in all the heavens? You have set your glory. No, how majestic is your name in all the earth? Mm-hmm. There we go. You have set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the avenger and the foe. When I consider your heavens, mm-hmm. the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is humankind that you are mindful of them? Mankind that you care for them. That's mm-hmm. where it gets tripped up with the different... Okay, right. but anyways. You have made them rulers over the works of your hands. You have set them... I have two more days to do this before class, okay. by the way, but carry on for me. Put all things under, under, under their, their feet. feet. Yes. All the animals, no, all the flocks in the herd, all the animals in the wild, all the birds in the sky and the fish in the sea and all that swims the seas, the paths of the sea. Mm-hmm. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Not bad at not, all. Not good, not though, bad. either. Not good. I've got there. two more days to get it get better. There. But anyways, that's encouraging for you. Mm-hmm. Those of you who are doing it, you see I'm stumbling still. Okay, let's talk about some of the trend. Let's talk about some of the issues in the psalm. Well, what, well, what do you want to say first? Yeah. So first, let's look at what's called the the form criticism. Remember oh, that from mm-hmm. seminary. Oh, okay. My. Where before you dive into the uh, in, into the the verse by verse look, you just kind of look at the look at it as a, a, a from a, bar, a broad perspective. Okay. Uh, and so what we notice is that it's in nine verses. Verses one and nine are bookends, mm-hmm. and so it begins and it ends the same way. Uh, and that within the interior, there are two main sections. Uh, one is praising God for the work of the heavens. The other is praising God for his compassion toward mankind. Nice. Right? So those are kind of the, mm-hmm. the big, big picture. That's, that's uh, the, the main way it flows. Right. Uh, also, we should say that uh, there's a superscription to it mm-hmm. right above um, verse 1. To the choir master, so you know that this was sung, mm-hmm. according to the Gittith. Yeah. We have no idea what that means right. to this day. Uh, you know, my, my little Bible here helpfully says, probably a musical term. Yeah, well, probably. Probably. You know. <laughs> yes, but actually others, the apparently the Septuagint has it as a wine press. Hmm. Like, so. Wow. Yeah, so it was like a song sung possibly at the time of the threshing, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yes, we don't know with the, the lot of like the mixal or the mix. What's the other words? There's a lot of all musical yeah, words that nobody say la yeah. that yeah. nobody and nobody really knows. But that's OK. Yeah, which I think is kind of neat. Yeah. Know? 
Uh, and then finally, it's ascribed to David. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the Psalms that uh, at least tradition says David wrote yep. for us. Yeah, so uh, I love how it begins and ends the same way. Mm-hmm. That's often how I write my own sermons. Yes, I it like is. to bookend them, begin, mm-hmm. begin and end them the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love that. And it begins with specifically with God's covenantal name. So, you know, he is God, but he revealed his name as the Lord to the people of Israel. Uh, and so here we have that we have both of those. Oh Lord, our Lord, how majestic is is your name in all the earth, right? Mm-hmm. So O oh, oh Lord, which is the covenantal name given to Israel, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Mm-hmm. And so it's so even though God has a special relationship with one particular chosen people, the Jews, yet he is the Lord of all the earth. Right. So. And actually those words, you know, the first one is the is the tetragrammaton, the Yahweh, mm-hmm. and then yeah. the second one is Adonai, like our Lord. Look at you busting out Tetragrammaton. Yes. I'm impressed. Come on. Wow. It's only been 20 years or something. I know, but still, that's that's (laughs) Okay, so anyways, but that's a good point. And also we we bring up the point that he talks about his name is majestic in all the earth. Mm -hmm. That is the the physical realm. And he set his glory in the heavens. That is the spiritual realm. And just like at the beginning of creation, when God said, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, he created both the spiritual realm and the physical realm. Yeah. Yeah. And we do well to remember that there is a spiritual realm. There definitely is a spiritual realm, right? Uh, and then so what I would say is moving on there from mm-hmm. uh, verse 2. Out of the mouths of babes and infants you have established strength because of your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. This is ESV. Yeah, that is that I like out of the mouths of babes, yes, because mm-hmm. that's just something you hear in the culture. So to change it to the praise of children, you yeah. lose, you kind of lose that. You kind of lose a little Because I think even like Shakespeare had some of these lines, you yeah. know. Yeah, and that's what I like about the ESV is right. it still sounds okay. like Bible. But that's All one right. other view. Anyways. It still sounds like Bible. Okay, the NIV sounds well, like I Bible. No, but I mean, you know, like, for example, uh, <laughs> Psalm 23, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It yeah. has to be that. It can't be the Lord is my shepherd, I shall lack for nothing. I mean, it's, it means okay, the same yes, thing, that's but different, it's yes. different. I, so, I, I give you that's that. That's what I mean. I give you but that. Anyways, uh, and so what I'd say is that it, there's a couple ways of looking at this. Mm-hmm. You know, one is... Um, it, so it starts out by talking about how God has a special relationship with uh, the Hebrews. Okay. Uh, and so comparing them to children, you know, though they may be as weak as, as babes and mm-hmm. infants, um, yet you have ordained praise, that they praise your name to, uh, to silence the enemy and the right. avengers, can, all their enemies round about them. Right. Even as weak, they are strong yeah. in the Lord. Yeah. And, I believe and just like Jesus, born as a weak child, a baby, right? Yeah. He is yeah. strong, yes. Yeah, and I, I believe, you know, Paul says something about that too, that God's power mm-hmm. is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, this becomes literally fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Right. When, when Jesus was a, a child, uh, a babe, you know, his uh, his crying out would be bringing glory to God. Mm-hmm. So Very nice. Yeah. Well, you're the one who came up with it. No, okay. I so. like it. Um, okay. But yes, out of the mouths of babes, I do like that better. Um, so then when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, mm-hmm. first we have kind of the work of his fingers, later we get the work of his hands. Um, but the sun and the, or the moon and the sun, stars, I always think it's sun, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. So, you know, God has established the patterns of all of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know from science, you know, that any slight variation of everything would mess it all up right? Oh, yeah. all the laws of everything yeah everything has been finely tuned all the laws right. of physics on the great scale and the, and the uh, mm-hmm. on the quantum scale and the macro macroscopic scale uh have been um finely tuned for the mm-hmm. for us for, mm-hmm. for human life right and we see that in the you know the orbit of the planets and the and it's just incredible right um so the sun and moon and stars which you have set in place mm-hmm. and then here's where it gets interesting yes right? very 
So again, I have one translation. You have another. Yeah, and again, I think you might be winning out on this one, but okay. Well, but just on this one. Okay. But it is interesting. So I want to go back to verse 2. You know, mm-hmm. there's that very famous passage, Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes to steal the enemy and the avenger. Okay. Well, Jesus himself quotes that, and he quotes it on Palm Sunday. So let me flip to that. This is Matthew 21. But when you look at uh, the version as it is in Matthew... It's a little bit different. So let me see if I can find that. Yes, we discussed this in class. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay, but no, well, but I, no, but there's only you know not this. My class does not have the podcast has a lot more people, so we should definitely talk about oh, that. Oh, there we go. And then Jesus, so the, so he's riding into town, and the uh, the Pharisees and the priests say, "Hey, you know, silence your crowd because they're blaspheming." Mm-hmm. And Jesus responds, "Do you hear what these say, are saying, the children?" And Jesus said to them, "Have you never read out of the mouths of infants and nursing babes you have prepared praise?" Uh, which is a slightly different version from what we have. Because right? again, he was quoting the Septuagint. Exactly, which okay. is, now for those of us who may not remember, the well, Septuagint the is... Greek translation right. of the Old Testament. Yeah, the Greek translation of, of the, the Old Hebrew. Testament. Of the Hebrew, I'm sorry, yes, yeah. of the Old Testament, of the Hebrew of the Old Testament. Right. So is that the difference then? Yeah, so that's okay. the difference there, is that uh, the, the, the version of the Old Testament, which is quoted in the New Testament... Uh, quotes from the Greek translation, which is why it's not quite precise. Okay. And I think that's a good segue into what you and I are doing next year, because you're using the NIV, right? Mm-hmm. I'm using the ESV. So they're both translating the same text, but in slightly different ways. And so here's why things like that matter. Oh, you mean the next verse, not next year, you said? Next what? verse. Yeah. Oh, I was like, wait, what are we doing next year? <laughs> okay, yes, next verse. Yeah, this is where it gets really tricky. Oh, okay, so, um, so mine is my, in verse 3. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that mm-hmm. you care for him? Yeah. And what does yours say? Mine says, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Right. And now they're both accurate. They are. That's the thing. And that's the thing that we, it's not like yours is wrong and mine is right or mm-hmm. mine is wrong and yours is right. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both accurate. Um, but here's where the translation which you use in English can sometimes obscure what's going on in the Hebrew. Right. Uh, because the phrase, uh, you know, man, as in English, uh, in, you know, in, it can mean um, a human, uh, a male, a human male, or it can mean humankind, homo mm-hmm. sapiens. Uh, same thing in, in the Greek, in, in the Hebrew. Right. Um, and then the son of man, well, that's a, a, a Hebrew saying, a Semitic saying, which means, you know, a person. So a son of man is a person. Right. I hear someone created, but yeah, a man, um, not course, a god. I think of the the uh, the Oscar-winning film Tarzan. Mm, with, son of man. Uh, exactly. Yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. How well, many times did we see that? Oh, huh? Lord. But wait, why did... They were just calling humans... That's... Why did... I don't get well, it. Well, the reason I bring it up, it's a Disney film, Tarzan, yeah. right? Uh, and the and the uh, the monkeys are singing because, they, right. you know, Tarzan has been oh, adopted into their family. So they call him son, son of, of man. man, right? Uh, which means just simply that he's a human being. Right. right. So there's that sense of the word, son of man. Interestingly, now, if Disney put it out now, it would be like, what, son of a non-birthing person or something? Yeah, yeah you are what you choose to be. You couldn't be a son of a man because right. yeah. that's the patriarchy. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay. Anyways, um, that was way off target. But so what you're saying is that word can be translated mankind or man. The first, yeah. the first one. And then son of man, however, that's very different because that's actually a theological category. It becomes a theological category. Now, it does have two levels, right? Yes. I mean, it does. And the one level is simply the way your NIV translates it, which is human beings. Human beings, right? yeah. That's absolutely that's accurate. There's yeah, no, that's true. no quibble with that. Mm-hmm. But there's a second meaning to it, uh, which is the one that Jesus picks up. You know, right. Jesus calls himself the son, son of man. man. And what he means by that is not simply 
that he is the son of God and the son of man. He's human and divine. He also means that. But the son of man is a messianic title. It right. refers to the, the divine deliverer um, whom God will send to set his people free. Uh, and so if you if you don't have that in your text, you might miss out what's going right, on. Right, right. And that, that comes from Daniel, and he picks it up, which when he said son of man, mm -hmm. the Jews and those around would have known both. Yes, he means, well, he's he's saying who he is on two levels, which is accurate. He is right. the son of man. He is a, he is a man. But th then he's adding this additional meaning, the son of man who was going to come. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and so with that in mind, as it continues, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So then in, this is in my translation, verse 5. Uh, and yet you have made him, the Son of Man, right. you have made him a little lower than the heavenly angels. You've crowned him with glory and honor. You've given him dominion over the works of your hands. You've put all things under his feet, okay. sheep and oxen, beasts of the field, birds of the heavens, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. Now, again, there's two levels to this. Yeah. You know, the, the one level is that in the beginning, God did give to mankind as the dominion, dominion over all and other rulership. Creatures. Right. Correct. Which is why the fall of Adam and Eve was so catastrophic. Uh, the fall of angels was bad enough, but they weren't given dominion over all creation. Okay. Humankind was. And so when humankind falls away from God, turns away from God, then all of creation is affected by that. So there's there's that level here that you know it's talking about the, the special status which human beings have. Right. That unlike any other creature. Um, would they, they and they alone were given dominion over all other beings, all right? Animals. And because they and they alone were created in the image, the image of God. Image of God, exactly. Right. Okay. So on the one level, it does refer to us. So Absolutely. we can we can definitely yeah. read this, which is what I did in my study because we're using NIV and it mm -hmm. emphasizes this that we are created a little lower than the angels. Mm -hmm. We are crowned with glory and honor, and therefore we are rulers of the works of His hands. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's absolutely accurate. Right. But then below that, there's a deeper yes. level that becomes, that's revealed later on in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you read Son of Man as a title, yep. referring to Jesus, and yet you have made him, Jesus, mm -hmm. a little lower than the angels. You know, so God sent him down. That's the, the humiliation of Christ. He descended from heaven to become born as one of us. Okay, so he's not actually lower than the angels. Yes. Well, no, but it's yes. the idea of a it's descent. It's the idea of a right? descent. Yes, yeah. okay. I like that. Uh, and then you've given him, Jesus, mm -hmm. dominion over the work of your hands. You okay. put all things under his feet. Uh, and then th this is the meaning that, uh, that the author of Hebrews picks up in Hebrews chapter 2. Um, right. When he says in uh, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6, For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, uh, but to his Son. Mm -hmm. And then he quotes this very passage. He right? Yes, exactly. Uh, that all, thing, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus. And then when Jesus ascends into heaven, Psalm 110, the, Lord's, the Father says to his Son, uh, Sit here until I put your enemies under your feet. Right. So there's these two mm -hmm. levels of meaning going on. And it's not that the NIV is inaccurate. Right. It's just that the translation tends to obscure that by, um, by by moving away from this phrase, son of man. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's complicated. I mean, I think the thing to say about this is, you know, obviously we have some training in this mm -hmm. kind of thing. But Luther was fond of just the plain sense of the text, right? Right. And right. so, you know, you don't want to go at a biblical passage with intimidation you know right i mean god will give you the spirit to understand it doesn't have to be so convoluted it's just that this particular issue is one of them this particular verse is a hard one yeah because yeah. it really comes down to uh you know you have the the semiticism that's the the hebrew mm -hmm. phrase you know, right semiticism son of man mm -hmm. um and so and then you have our con contemporary english uh reluctance to uh, to use the old-fashioned 
uh, English phrase mankind to refer to human beings. We'd rather have a more inclusive term like humankind, right? Right. Or human beings. And so those two kind of um, don't always run down parallel right. tracks. Right. And so it's just important to understand why right. the NIV chose what it did. Yeah. Um, and then why the ESV chose mm-hmm. what it did. And they're really saying mm-hmm. the same things, but there's just yeah. two levels to it. Right. So. And it, it, as we mentioned before, it brings up the broader point that language is very, very important. Right? Mm-hmm. And we can't just go changing definitions and things just when we want to because it creates a whole cast of problems. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And I'm kind of, I'm very worried about this um, this tendency for people to choose their own pronouns. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not something you can choose. I mean, those are no, it's assigned not. by the English mm-hmm. language. You can't just go around choosing right. things like because that. if you can do that then yeah what if words don't have any meaning then right. how do we communicate with each other how, yeah. how do we you know yeah it doesn't make sense nope okay so um the point being also on a, on the other level so on the one hand it seems like it's complicated and who can understand it and on the other hand it's like how beautiful that mm-hmm. there's so many levels to scripture and you can study and study and study and still come up with new things and that's yeah. that's a gift yeah, and I, I've, I've always loved Psalm 8 because of that phrase in verse uh, verse 3 and 4. You know, when I look at your heavens, uh, the, the moon and stars which you have set in place, you know, what is man or humankind mm-hmm. right. that you are mindful of him? And that was one of the verses that God used to draw me to himself mm-hmm. uh, because I grew up thinking that, you know, we were, it was all evolution and we came from stardust and so on and so forth. <laughs> and then, you know, I look up at the stars and I think they're just, they're absolutely uh, gorgeous and incredible. And yet the God who made those made me mm-hmm. and the God who made those cares for me so much that he sent his only son. Right. And th- this is one of the, the verses that really just opened up my eyes. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people will have an experience like that where they come to first believe in a creator mm-hmm. by being like, like in the setting of the Psalm, yeah. which is obviously in nature, looking up at the stars, or maybe you think of yourself in front of the ocean or in the Grand Canyon or whatever. The setting is basically you're overwhelmed by yeah by the greatness of God's uh, creation. And from that, you can get to, like you said, a God, right? You can mm-hmm. get to the fact that there's a creator behind it. You can't get to Jesus from there. Mm-hmm. You need someone else to tell you, you know, that there was a savior. But just to get there, I mean, in Romans, we're told that we actually, we have no excuse to not understand that there's a creator. Yeah. No, that's yeah. true. Is Even if our culture has been obscuring it for 200 right, years. Right, exactly. No, we really don't. Mm-hmm. Well, this is fun. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we are moving on next week just to Psalm 16, Uh and so we're not. You don't need to look it up because okay. Is this Um, the one about? Oh yeah, this is the one about the. um, You will not let your holy one see corruption, right? Yes, and decay, and he will keep us safe. It's a psalm of. I don't know, safety or comfort, I guess uh-huh. I would say. Anyways, that's what we'll be doing next week. But again, um, we aren't there yet. So I have two more days to continue on with my memory of Psalm 8. And I have no doubt but that you will nail it. Thank you. You're welcome. As will all the ladies in my class. Mm-hmm. Okay, we will talk to you then. Bye-bye.